Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Open with me your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Our theme for this month is Open Door. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. Amen. Uh, our scripture is verse 9. I read, For a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Praise the Lord. A great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. And in Revelation chapter 3, verses 7, 8, 9, Jesus was speaking to the church in Philadelphia, and he says to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right, he was speaking to him. This thing says he who is holy, he who is true, he was the key, hallelujah, of David. He who opens and no one shuts, hallelujah, and shuts and no one opens. Glory be to God in the highest. Verse 8, I know your works. See, I have set before you uh, an open door, and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength. You have kept my word, and you have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship Oh, yeah, before your feet, uh, and to know that I have loved you. Tell your neighbor, say, Jesus loves me. Help me preach to your neighbor. Help me prophesy. Say, Jesus loves you. Say, Jesus loves you. Now say, He loves me too. He loves me. Jesus loves me. Hallelujah. Praise God. I was looking at this scripture. And of course, it will always be a good reminder to anyone to understand that the word door in the New Testament was first introduced by Jesus. Yep. John chapter 10, when he says, I am the door to the sheep. See, everyone who has come before me is a liar and a thief. So he declared clearly, I am the door. Praise the Lord. So no wonder we find him talking to the churches in the book of Revelations and to one he says, I hold the keys and when I open, no man shuts. When I shut, no man opens. But remember, he said to the disciples when he was training them, he said, I am the door to the ship. So in other words, a time is coming when if nothing will be hindered or will be stopped or will be held back from you. You know why? Because at that time, you will be in me. Yeah? Yep. Yep. So it's a matter of revelation. Because by the time he died, 
or he will die and resurrected, which he, of course he has done, he has died and resurrected, then those who he was talking to, uh, all who would have come to receive him as their savior, that is believe him, they will come into him. Because he said, at that time, you will be in me, just like I'm in my father, my father in me. And he was praying to the father in their presence and was saying, just like you are in me and I in you, that they will be in me and I will be in you. Come on, hallelujah. So from that moment, everything concerning my life and life becomes in him. In whom? In Christ. Then which door is short? Which door can short? Or can be short? Yeah. So the Christian life <laughs> is an open door life. Really, let's look at it. We had access before the fall. Total access before the fall. The fall shut us out. Yep. In fact, God physically demonstrated it when he threw us out through the, what is the cherubim and they started swinging the sword. Don't come into the presence anymore. And we know that one of the things that we have come to attain now is that we have the grace of access. Oh yeah. And we, don't, we just don't have the grace of access. We are, we are heirs to the throne of God. It's more than just having a passage to his presence. We are part of the deal. We are joint heirs with Christ. Yeah. Glory be to God in the highest. Good to see you. Glory, glory, glory be to God in the highest. So we are, our heirs is this week, or rather this month, which of course had always been, if you're born again, like I said, it's an open door life. You don't need any man's permission to be who he has made you to be. The only problem is that you may not get to know who he has made you to be and struggle the rest of your life, but that will never be your portion in Jesus' name. And that's why the prayer for revelation is key. And you don't have to try to be like anybody. Don't be a chief copy. I'm not talking the language of motivators. I'm talking the real thing. Everybody who is in Christ is an original. We appreciate everybody for who they are and what they achieve. But if, if you don't begin to appreciate who he has made you, you will never be more than you are. It's up to you. The world will only celebrate what you celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's not pride. So in this scripture, Paul was writing to the Corinthian church. And for the context, let's just quickly look at something there. I believe God that the power of God is already moving. I'm confident in Jesus' name. Believe in me, I am confident. In the name of Jesus, I am very, very confident. That his power is at work. Uh, I feel the fire. In the name of Jesus. Let's take it from verse 5 of that same chapter. Paul was writing to the Corinthian church, like I said, his first letter. Now I will come to you uh, when I pass through Macedonia. For I am passing through Macedonia. That is, I'll be passing through Macedonia. I'm on a journey. 
and it may be that I will remain or even spend the winter with you. That is, I will come to you. That you may send me on my journey wherever I go. That was the life totally submitted to God. I mean, you knew what he wanted to be. I mean, the story is clear. He was a Pharisee. He was uh, a member of the council. He was a lawyer. He was well read. Hallelujah. Read in the law, read in the politics of the day. I mean, but it's where he wants me to go. Verse 7, for I do not wish to see you now on the way, but I hope to stay a while with you if the Lord permits. I hope you understand that this was an everyday conversation. And let me just quickly say this through this. As long as you continue to separate your spiritual life from your secular life, you will continue to fear. As long as you live your life in such a way that you have two caps, secular cap, spiritual cap, you are not serious. You are altogether spiritual, even in a secular forum. You are a child of God. Huh? Hello? So it's everyday speech. I will be traveling to uh, Baton, but uh, I wish, I probably will stop in Abekuta to see you. That's what he was saying. And if you look at the way God instructed Joshua, if you really go study that Joshua 1.8, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. What he was saying is this, make it your everyday vocabulary. Use it in your everyday conversation with the people. That's the only way they will get it and move. Now, if you go back into the laws too, when he was talking to Moses, Moses gave him, he said, you tie it on the front letter of your head and put it in the doorpost. And when you talk to your children, you, 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 you use it in communicating with them. It's every everyday thing, every moment thing. Praise the Lord. So that it may be, you know, seven, for, if I, for I do not wish to see you now on the way, but I hope to stay a while with you, if the Lord permits. But I will tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost. You understand what Pentecost means? I mean, the Feast of Harvest, and of course, that was the time of the Holy Ghost. Uh, glory be to God in the highest. This is amazing that they celebrate Pentecost regularly. All right. Until Pentecost, nine. For a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Now look at eight and nine again. I will tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost. Why? For a great and effective door has opened unto me. So why am I tarrying? Because a door has opened. Hello, is somebody hearing me? So I'm looking at it, fine, we can explain it all we want and every way we want, Holy Ghost helping us because you know what he was saying is that I have an unusual opportunity here now for my assignment. Something is on the horizon. I can see a breakthrough. I can see a way through and uh, because of that, I will stay for a while. You know what that said to me? The moment you see a door, stay. 
Provided you know what he has called you to do. It's got nothing to do with who does what, who does not do what. You know your calling. You know where he has directed you to go. Now you are beginning to say, ah, if I, when I look at it, I say, this is interesting. Everything just comes to play when it comes to God. So the first thing I could hear is the law of priority. Yes, I want to travel. I want to see you. I'm eager to see you. It's important I see you. And that itself was ministry. He was following up on the people, young converts who are growing. So it was important. But now a door is open. I'm going to stay. You find something in Acts chapter 14. Yeah? On his journey. He said, in Derby, he said, look, a door. Let me show you. Okay. Just to explain this. Acts 14. Why some people don't succeed? They don't know, they don't know, what, they don't know what they want. Uh, the Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord shall do what? I can hear you. I cannot hear you. Why will you wait except when there's something there? Hello? Okay. Acts chapter 14. I don't know who I'm talking to. The devil has made it clear to you that it's time to move. Come on, come on. You're tired. You can't take it anymore. Hey! Suppose that's your, that's your breakthrough. All right. Acts chapter 14. Um, let me take it from verse 27. Just to show an example. 26. Acts 14, from there they sailed to Antioch and where they had been commanded by, to the grace of God for the work that they had completed. Now when they had come and gathered the church together, they reported all that God has done with them and that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. So they stayed there a long time with the disciples. They were getting something and it's all jet towards the door that is open. Um, let me just quickly come back to this quickly. A great and effective door. I was looking at um, a write-up by, I think, Rick Renner, And Rick Renner says, hey, great door, great door. Door is opportunity anywhere you look at it. At Colossians, he said, um, he said, pray for me that God will open door of utterance. Remember? Hallelujah. And in many areas, you see Paul use this word door, door, door. It's opportunity. Glory be to God in the highest. And even Jesus in the book of Revelation he said, I op- I've said before you an open door. Opportunity for exploit. Straight. Hallelujah. Exploit how? Will exploit to be the richest man in Nigeria if that's my calling? Yes. If that's not my calling, that's not what, that's not what the door is for. It's for my assignment. And remember, your place of, the place of assignment, you will never lack anything. Oh, no, you won't lack anything in Jesus' name. So don't let that bother you. So he was looking at it and said, look, a great and effective door is open to me, which is what we're really stressing. A great door, the Greek word there, simple. You don't need to learn Greek to know how to pronounce it. It's mega. So what is mega? What is mega? Paul said, I see a mega opportunity. Uh Uh-huh. And what we are saying today is that God has opened, I mean, God has said before you a mega. Of course, it has to be mega if it's in Christ Jesus. No, really, if it's God, if it's Jesus, it must be mega. Of course, it has to be. How else can it be? 
Hello. So I decided to do a little work. When God did something like that at the beautiful gates, come on, is somebody hearing me? And suddenly people rushed and the number of disciples grew to 5,000. And what did he do? It provoked an anger. Uh-huh. And they were locked up, they were threatened, they were flogged and told not to preach again. Remember the story. You are too quiet for me. And then they came together in one accord and they lifted up a voice to God and they prayed, praying the scripture. And the place where the God that shook and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Remember Holy Ghost? And they spoke the word with boldness. Hallelujah. Remember? If you read further, the Bible said that and they ministered with great power and great grace was upon them. Go look at the great grace there. Mega power. Mega grace. If it's my Jesus, he's mega. That's why he says that the thief comes on by for the key to steal, but I'm content we have what? Life. And have it what? More abundantly. He's always in an explosion. If it's Jesus. A great and effective door, or a great door, effectual door, has been opened to me. Again, looking at that word effectual is the same word, hello, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is what? Quick and what? That word powerful is the same word. Although many will interpret here that, uh, uh, um, sorry, in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, that a great door that required great labor. You are probably right. But if he's the one that opened it, that means that he has given you what it takes to labor greatly. Oh, yes. It's up to you. You can interpret the Bible in a very limiting form. That's up to you. It's a possibility. After many have preached before, that if you are going to really, if you are going to satisfy God, you must die in poverty. Fine. They will go to heaven. But that's not what the Bible says. It says if you are in the place of your assignment, God is enough for you. I see it everywhere. So what we're dealing with is, as Christians, every day provides a mega, huge, humongous opportunity, opportunities for us. And they are the opportunities that will usually lead to great mega exploits. Now, will everybody achieve it? Maybe no. But are we supposed to? Yes! And follow me closely. The same scripture, for a great and effective door has opened to me. You've got to know what you have. You've got to be able to discern when it's yours, when it's available. You've got to know. If you don't know, then you will leave it and look for something else and leave it and look for something else. No, you've got to know when the door is open. That's why Paul said, God will grant unto you 
the spirit of wisdom and revelation in him that you may know the purpose of his calling. That, be, that becomes the starting point. To me, but look at it. And there are what? Come on, talk to me. Hello, are you here? Is somebody here? I will still go back to stress some of the things that have passed, but I just want to touch on this because we have to go. See, a great and effective door is open unto me. It is a but. A great door is open and many adversaries come with it. I have observed in the Bible and in everyday life, at least in my life, when a door of opportunity opens, there are, there are always forces to deal with. Hello. Praise the Lord. Sometimes the opposition is from it's external. Sometimes it's not external. It's from, it's from you in discipline. But the devil knows what to exploit from time to time. Do you know that for a child of God, unforgiveness is in discipline? Because offense, we call the, devil. the devil will get you offended. What are you talking about? If you choose to remain with your friends, hello. A great and effective door and many are the adversaries. Many are the, many are the forces opposing. Sometimes they are spiritual. Sometimes they are temporal. It's the pattern. In the Bible, it's the pattern of life that we are living. Is somebody hearing me? Glory be to God in the highest. Help me tell your neighbor, you are not void of opportunities. I'm sure that's making somebody thinking. So what are you saying? I've been looking for a job since. I've been this, this, this. Yes, I heard you. But still, you're not void of it if you're in Christ Jesus. So what are you saying, Pastor Tyro? I think you should change your prayer. You say, what? Change your prayer point. God, open my eyes to see You think Paul had nothing to do when he was praying for them that God would grant them the spirit to open their eyes to see? Open my eyes to see. I feel the fire. So I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm done with blaming everybody. What, he's, what he does for one, he does for others. Yep. Is somebody hearing me? It is the Christ's life to always have opportunities. But from this, don't you see the opportunities don't come dressed as, I'm a big opportunity here. They come dressed as challenges. They come dressed up as challenges. Can't you see? He saw the two. And he, come on, his narratives were clear. Huge opportunity, but there are challenges. 
So you are busy, angry with your father, your great-grandfather, your uncle that molested you five, 55 years ago. After 55 years, how many more years do you have to live? That's the problem. Yeah. That uncle had even forgotten that he molested you. He's, he's, he's enjoying himself. He probably repented now and praying and said, Crusader against that. For a great and effective door is open to me, and there are many adversaries. Remember when, when Abraham was going, to, was going to pass on? They said he had married another wife called Keturah, and they had children. Come on. Hello. But he gave gift to the children of Keturah. Come on, are you here with me? And he gave gift to Ishmael, all of them, and he sent them away. Why? Because God said, Isaac is going to bear the covenant to the next generation. He's going to carry it. So Isaac took it over. Hello. Check from that middle of the chapter where we read this to just read the chapter away. You see all the trouble in Isaac's life. How the wife could not conceive. How he had to start to intercede. God, bless Ah, God. And after he conceived, and before they even gave birth, said there is trouble. They are fighting themselves from the womb. And that fight will continue that it will affect the entire world, even now, the world you are living and I'm living. And one of them will marry, and his marriage will become a sore, an agony to this couple in their old age. Ah. One will betray the other. But much more than that is that there will be famine, just like it happened in his father's days. And he, even his wife will be threatened. Why is he believing God? They would have pregnated his wife right before his nose. Trouble. And by the time was God said, if you go to Egypt, you thought, you thought you've seen trouble in the land of Gera. You see, tro- stay in the land. But he was the bearer of the covenant. God was with him. But ladies and gentlemen, you know the end of the story. You know the end of the story. Isaac sowed in the land. And Isaac what? Reaped a hundred. Isaac then became and continued to be until he became very. You know why? He stayed. If you see it, stay there. That means I stay where you see it. It's a great door. Because God will be glorified. <laughs> but you see the troubles they went through. Hey, you are my beloved son who I'm well pleased. Coming out, he was led by the Spirit of God to be tempted. Why? So even when God was affirming him, what other door can be greater? The devil was here. I know what this guy said about adversary. He said, is the Greek word anti come here. Anti, you know anti now. Opposite. Oppose. Come here. Say lying down. Lying in waiting. We are hey, celebrating you. I'm lying in waiting. Watch you. 
that is opportunity. But before you begin to get scared, hear me. According to the power that works in you, mega grace, mega power, for mega door. That's your heritage. That's why the Bible says God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or even imagine your creativity. And it's according to the power that works in you. Come with me. Are you here? And so it's clear you are of who? God. You were born by God. And so you are an overcomer. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The door that is open for you is for you to walk through. You will fulfill your destiny. In the name of Jesus. What else can you see there? You are unstoppable. You are unstoppable. It's a covenant matter. Before this place was where they gathered and they stoned him to death. And when the brethren gathered, he got up again. His assignment wasn't finished. I realized that until you have assignment finished, nobody can kill you. You don't understand what I'm saying. That's why you are afraid of who? They took Jesus. They wanted to cast him down headlong. But the assignment was not done. He shook himself and walked through them and walked away. They couldn't see. But when his time came, though agonizing in prayer, he said, let your will be done. Because it's time. Amazing how people in the Old Testament understand this principle. He said, really? Did he eat? Someone like David? Since do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? That's not the time to begin to run. I will stay. You know why? He said, because right in the presence of my enemies, he prepares the table. Can you see? The door is opened. He's about to disgrace your enemies. Because he will not only sustain you, he will promote you. He will crown you. Right before them, with their eyes, they will see you gnash with their teeth and be able to do nothing. But with your eyes, you will see the follies of the wicked. Prepare in the presence of my ear. Anoint my head with oil. My cup runs. Even in the presence of my enemies. In the presence of my enemies. It's a great and effective door. I decree and I declare to you in the name of Jesus. Your door is open. It will never be shut again in the name of Jesus. He saw the opportunity. Huge opportunity. He saw many adversaries. The choice is yours. David saw the enemy. But he knew he was in God's presence. He saw the table. The choice is yours. What you meditate upon is yours. I was talking to a couple recently. I said, you think your husband is a perfect man? You think your wife is a perfect woman? You can never see any like that. The choice is yours whether to zero in on the weakness of your wife constantly and think and see whether you get the best out of her in your lifetime. 
or the, weak, or the weakness of your husband. Some don't see anything but failure, weakness. They are so judgmental. All they do is attack, attack, attack. Hey! But some, the little goodness in you is what they celebrate. And they celebrate and celebrate and celebrate and you keep on going because you're encouraged. You see Russia won the match. You think they could win it without the crowd? They, they were good though. Uh, if we played in Spain, you think they would have won? You see the beauty of hey, hey, even when nothing is happening. For the Christian, hear Paul, hear me. Whatever things are true, meditate. Don't meditate on adversaries. No share. When the when the door is open, let me say this: People know me. The pastors know me. If all you tell me is the negative, negative about people, I'll begin to avoid you. Because you're not helping me. If all you tell me is negative about everything you want to do, then you have a problem. But I understand that you have your fears. And thank you for telling me that we have to be careful here, yes. You see why we're a good team in Fountain? You see why we have people growing up and becoming great in Fountain? It's not because we don't have weak people or people with weaknesses in fountain. We do. We do. Maybe even more than other people. It's not true. We're all the same everywhere. But we've learned to celebrate the goodness in people. Oh, no, but I come hard on the weakness of people too. No, they will tell you the truth. So, they say, Pastor, you didn't tell them all the truth there. I say, you? And I don't know how to hide it. The face with tongue. I say, Pastor, I say, ah, my man or my woman, how are you? Yeah. But don't stay there. You've pointed it out to him or her. Look at many other things where he or she is good. There are some people, because somebody didn't answer you good morning 10 years ago, you're in the same church, when you see the person. <laughs> and the day she comes to say, oh, that person is lovely, say, who? That one? No, yeah, I don't know about that. Lovely? We cannot lovely. He's not a good person. Because he didn't say, he didn't answer a good morning 10 years ago. Whatever things are true, whatever things are pure, whatever things are good report, whatever things are lovely, say, choose to meditate on these things. Now, watch it. There are many adversaries. I can choose. Ha! If you see trouble, see the wicked people in that place. All the witches in this world are there. But Jesus is there too. So, you get what you see. But don't forget, with every opportunity, the devil will try to undo you. So I'm sure somebody is beginning to understand now that your marriage is about probably the best marriage there can be, but there are some troubles. I understand there are troubles. Oh, there are, there are troubles. A great door is open before you. I see you becoming all that God wants you to be. The lies of the devil around you does not change you. 
it does not change God The fact that nobody is doing it does not mean God calls you to do it and you know you have the power to do it. Keep going for it. Shall we rise? Is anybody blessed in this house? I know you have been blessed by the message tonight, but even if the message has not been preached, is anybody blessed in this house? Because by virtue of who you are in Christ Jesus, you are blessed with every blessing in the heavenly places. The question is, what are you meditating upon? Some families is all trouble, trouble, trouble because it's all witchy, witch, 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 witch. I'm not saying there are no witches. Oh, there are witches. Oh, oh where are many adversaries coming from? If there are no wicked people, they're always there. They don't give them the power they don't have. The Bible says, surely they will gather. So why are you, why are you, why are you disturbed because they are gathering? It says, this is I believe. In my name, they will do what? Why will he give you that kind of power if there are no devils? They will try to disturb you. Cast them out and continue. Focus on where you are going. Don't, don't build a monument there that I'm casting out this devil. I know I can't. Hey, I'm casting out the devil. I've cast it out. I cast out. Hey! You are called to reign with him. That was an incidental occurrence. That is not your life. You are not the same with the devil. He came to disturb you and you scratched his head and you continue. From today, in the name of Jesus, be the head that God has made you to be. <laughs> Let me say it in the name of Jesus, you are unstoppable. You are uncrushable. In the name of Jesus, you are head, you are not here. No matter the lies of the devil around your life, you are an overcomer. You say, why? Because you overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Somebody shout the blood of Jesus. Shout the blood of Jesus. Shout the blood of Jesus. What did I know? The devil has no answer to the sacrifice of Calvary. He doesn't have it. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. We thank you for the huge opportunity before us. The huge door that is perpetually opened that can never be shut again. And we give you praise for it even as we walk in the blessings and we bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. The spirit of grace is resting upon us for which we are grateful in the name of Jesus. May his name forever be glorified. May we indeed be the sweet smelling savor that he wants before him. In the name of Jesus. I want you to meditate on what the Bible says. Put your faith to work. The devil is not your match. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I stand as an oracle of God in the name of Jesus. And I declare by the blood of the everlasting covenant and in the name of Jesus, every obstinate spirit of hell 
every spirit that has covenanted to kill I say you cannot I come against you through the blood of the everlasting covenant and I say go back in the name of Jesus I reverse you in the name of Jesus we bind your strong man in the name of Jesus we release life in the name of Jesus we wish that every agent of the devil will become born again it's our prayer but where they have covenanted that is either they kill or they die they will die because we will live in the name of Jesus I reverse any lie any camp that is guarding against you against us in the name of Jesus uh-huh we subvert that camp in the name of Jesus uh-huh I reverse the curse in the name of Jesus I say in your desert there shall be streams of water highway in your wilderness a new thing in your life new opportunities every day in the name of Jesus everybody plead the blood of Jesus come on shout the blood of the everlasting covenant shout the blood of Jesus shout the blood of Jesus shout the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus over your life over your home over your children over your endeavors the blood of the everlasting covenant that ensure perfection that ensure good works that ensures the glory of God may they begin to walk in your lives in the name of Jesus you go in peace in Jesus name your fear will paralyze the enemies of God it is well with you in Jesus name we know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message for additional information and materials from Pastor Tai Dukoya Please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, off-town planning way in Lukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.